Podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a round one of the NFL Draft Thursday. Welcome to the program, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon and myself, Ken Miller, with you uh, right up until just before noon hour of today on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Well, it's Thursday. That means Restaurant Radio is going to be a part of the program. But we will hear, prior to that, from our friend Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. We're going to take a look at the three local teams that have a draft pick tonight. Bears don't, Trent. Yet. Oh. Yeah. What are you expecting? Nothing. Okay. So I, I can't trust Ryan Pace. Yeah. No, I look at that. I think they're probably going to... you got Khalil Mack. Right. That's your first rounder. That's your first rounder again this year. For the second consecutive year. Yeah. Not a bad consolation prize. No, absolutely prize. not. Although he was better the first year than Even he last year. But who knows? Anyways. Uh, so we will talk to the three of the four local teams. First off, Dave Sinek in theheadcheese.com. Uh, then we're going to pause uh, for Restaurant Radio. We've got Wigan, Penn, and Ankeny coming in. Excited to do that. The library on University is going to be a part of it. Dinner Dispatch. Batch will be in Roca. Uh, we have, with the governor moving to 11 o'clock, we've uh, kind of lost our place for our friends over at Catch Des Moines. So Brock Conrad's going to jump on in here. And then the Iowa Restaurant Association put out a, I think, alarming fits, uh, a press release, uh, just um, some of the statistics that they have done. And Jessica is going to join us to. Um, Look, they're not hanging crepe by any means, but I think they're being realistic when, you know, as many of the restaurant industry have been furloughed, laid off mm-hmm. during these times, and potentially how many of them won't have that opportunity to go back where they were, and that's statistics out there. So we'll get Jessica in there. Look, this is what restaurant radio is about the, for the, the, not the sole purpose, but the main reason was to try and, you know, shed some light on some of these restaurants that have had to, like all of them, um, you know, put the tables up on the chairs and leave them there, quite honestly, until we get through this. And a lot of them are trying to stay open through uh, carry out curbside or take out, come in and, you know, there's an area where you can stand while you pick up your meal. But so... We decided to do restaurant radio because we want these restaurants to be open once the green light is given. And that's what's behind restaurant radio. You want to be a part of it? We'd love to have you. Um, I called around yesterday. I knew we were light today. Uh-huh. I knew we'd have one of these days that we were going to be light, and today was that day. <laughs> I get it on one hand. On the other hand, it's kind of frustrating. I'm not a sales guy, right? I'm mm-hmm. not. A, well, for stars, I can't because of my other job. But. Getting hung, hung up on it. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not Welcome trying to, to sell you anything. <laughs> There's no catch. There's no charge. I'm not going to show up at your restaurant and say, hey, you're on a radio show. Feed me. Right. Yeah. That's not, it's not a payola situation. It is an infomercial for free. Uh, and I'm going to start dropping Keith Murphy's name. I well, that's a good Keith one. Keith Murphy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll talk to you. <laughs> right. Who are you again? Um, Keith Murphy's buddy. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll listen to you. But um, so I, I was cold calling restaurants. 
got one. If listeners out there that listen to this every week and, and go through and, and hear, if you know anybody, somebody that owns a restaurant, somebody yes. that manages a restaurant, somebody just works at a restaurant, whatever it is, we would love to have them on. We have had over 100 restaurants on mm-hmm. here, but we know there are a ton more. Oh, God. Reach out. Reach out to them. And, and if they're not comfortable coming on the air, then send us your menu. Yeah. Send us what you're send doing. Us success. Give us, send us a couple lines. We'll read it for you. Yes, no Give doubt. Give me a shout out. We can do it that way as well. So mm-hmm. anyways, uh, look, I'm not complaining. I, I love this segment. I don't give a damn about ratings. I really and truly don't at this time of year. We're a sports station. We want to keep our audience, of course. We want you to be there when sports starting again. But look, at right now, I could care less. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, no, I couldn't care less. That's th- the this, is, this is not exactly going to paint the full picture of what we're doing. And... and we got our numbers before everything went down. We were doing well. Yes, we were. Well, we had football and we had basketball and we do those, those things well. help. They certainly do. All right. Anyway, so restaurant radio is coming up. I'm not complaining, but I'd love to be a part of it again. Uh, help a friend of yours, folks. Help mm-hmm. uh, help your neighbor that owns a restaurant, that manages a restaurant. Ken Miller Show at gmail.com. Ken Miller Show at gmail.com. And emphasize, please emphasize, is it free? Free, 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 free. Not going to get an invoice in the mail. You won't. Again, we're not showing up. Nothing like that. Uh, you know, when when Ella's older, she's getting married, and you're on the hook. You know, <laughs> back in the, you remember 2020. Anyways, I, you're not going to show up and ask for favors, and, or nor will I. Maybe the radio industry has that um, reputation. Well, I know one guy good. does. Uh, mm, yeah. More, a few more, uh, more than one. Uh, but uh, anyways, this this is different. We'd love to have you uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. Kim Reynolds. Uh, we carry her press conference at 11 o'clock every morning and then to finish out the program we will get to the two other local teams that have a pick ted glover uh will join the program the vikings don't only have a pick they've got a couple of picks and then the defending super bowl champions the i gotta wash my mouth out with soap the kansas city chiefs does that sting a little bit no it would have been worse it would have been worse i'm happy for chiefs fans not happy yeah kind of am um, but yeah, it's, um, Nick Athen will join us at, uh, our, our final guest of the day. You know who I don't want them to, uh, uh, to take? The running back from LSU, Edwards Hilaire. Oh, really? I think he's going to be a pain in the ass, Trent. You do? I really do. I think he's Maurice Jones-Drew. I think he's Darren Sproles. I think he's a guy that, you know, running backs don't have a shelf life. Right. You know, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Except some of those guys that are kind of built the same way. Catch the ball out of the backfield. Got some speed to him. Uh, and I think that this kid's the, all that and, and more. As we look at the top of the draft, uh, Joe Burrow is going to go number one. Mm-hmm. And then have you if, heard the Brady Burrow comparisons? Tom Brady, that Brady, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought maybe Brady Quinn, no, because <laughs> I've heard a few of those comparisons too. That's funny. Coming back the other side, that aren't big believers in Joe Burrow. I I can see it a little bit. He's more athletic than Brady ever yes, was. Yes, of course he is. That's a great. That's a, that separates them. Well, that and all the rings. But the in pocket between presence. The years. That's the one that I can see because he has an innate ability. And it's something that I've talked about a ton throughout the years. You can't teach that. Mm-mm. It is inside of you. He's and the best quarterback that's ever played, Trent. We've seen Iowa quarterbacks that have really struggled with that. I think the biggest example is C.J. Beathard. And that's why when he went in the third round, I, I thought it was such a reach at the time. Because, mm-hmm. yes, he had some bad offensive lines. He got beat up, Beathard did, it's during his career at Iowa. But there was just those times where we we heard it last year on Monday Night Football, seeing ghosts, Sam Darnold, yeah, talking about that. Yeah. And Bethard was one of those guys Ooh, that, that line pocket, stung. I forgot it, about it that. Does. Line. And That's... it shouldn't, because all quarterbacks say these things. Right. But for whatever reason, it, it just absolutely blew up. And maybe it was the time and and what Darnold was going through at the mm-hmm. time against the Lions. Is that right? 
Don't remember the game. But regardless, and, and Beathard was one of those guys. Joe Jets, Lions on Monday Night Football? I, yeah. I, you know, I could see it. <laughs> Good. That's yeah. a Monday Night Football package. At two, Chase Young. Chase Young, there was that stretch of four or five weeks where he looked as dominant uh-huh. of a defensive player as we've yep. seen since Sue at Nebraska. Is that Ooh, fair? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. He was playing at that level. And then the suspension, and he comes back. He's still really good. Uh huh. But this feels like a guy that is plug-and-play, all-pro, pro bowler, 8 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. I get that. But I'm, no, I'm bu- no buzz at one? Is there it just should be, quarterback? No. Yeah, look, there should be. I think he's going to be a really good player. You know, look, sadly, he's going to be in Cincinnati. Right. You know, so so we don't know there. I think I think he's going to be terrific. The the um as everybody knows, the 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 one I don't know what you want to call, what you want to categorize him as, but two is the story of this draft, I think. No doubt. You know, is is he going to are can the Dolphins really afford to pass on him? And then if he and if they do, can the Chargers afford to pass? Because I've seen mocks where he's plummeting. That the Raiders take him with their second because I've seen a couple with him at twelve. No, I've seen him at nineteen, at 19. with the Raiders' second first round pick. We've seen it before. We've seen quarterbacks that fall. Yeah, one in Green Bay is pretty good. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers a prime example of that. Three teams do not even have him. On their board. Uh, just a complete head-scratcher. Because of the injury concerns. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason behind it. And I can I can at least well, listen to you it. Because you can't get him... You couldn't get him in right. to be with your doctors. Right. And they couldn't poke and probe and, you know, get the, get a, a, an opinion um, by seeing him in person. So that's true. But, man, look, every first-round pick is a gamble. But this is a huge gamble if you say no. If I'm you, right there with you. I, I just the talent. It. It's a transcendent talent. I think he is. Wide receivers were great, uh-huh. and this this is not. And his offensive line was pretty good, and so were his running backs. <laughs> right, it is Alabama. Right. He had a ton of talent around him, and they still scored points even when he wasn't playing. So I uh-huh. guess maybe that would be part of the argument against him. But when he burst onto the scene, what he did in that national championship game mm. as a freshman, he seems different. So and accurate. I, I was uh, listening to Bruce Feldman from uh, the Athletic yeah. the other day, and he was talking about. The first time he came onto the scene, and he went to one of those Elite 11 camps, most of the quarterbacks had all known each other. You know, they'd been going to these camps for two, three, four years. And here comes this lefty from Hawaii. They all knew him. They knew of him because, well, he was kind of, but he wasn't looked at in the light that we know Tua of today. Just a good quarterback, and we want to see this guy. And he went there, and the combination of what he was as a talent, but maybe more importantly, the way people gravitated him to him. Talked about, I think it was Jerry Judy. Didn't even have Alabama's top five. He had an Alabama offer, but didn't. Alabama wasn't for him. But he met two at this camp. And then. Is that how they got together? And then he said, know you know that. what? I want to play with this guy. Wow. He is that type. And that's a big part of the quarterback wow. position. I know I've told you this before. Drew Brees, years ago, probably a decade ago, I heard him on an interview say the quarterback position is 80% physically. You have to be able to make it, or 20% physically. And there are throws that you have to be able to make. But the other 80% is those other components. Leadership. Jeff George had a huge arm. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge arm. And he put up numbers, uh-huh. but there was the other part, and there was a reason he wasn't a big winner behind it. And then there's Tom Brady. Tom Brady still is not going to wow you with anything that he does. He doesn't have elite arm strength. He's, he's really not, accurate. He's not an unbelievable athlete. He's none of no. these things. What he is is that combination of his will, of his want, the way he takes coaching, and the way that leadership. he takes, and that Component and all those together are so much more important. And Tua has that. 
I think he does too, Trent. Tua has that. So that that's the most intriguing storyline of tonight. I can't wait. This is going to yeah, be so it's on, fun. It's on. All right, Dave Sinekin momentarily. We'll get Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. That's where you can read Dave. If you're a Packer fan, uh, I anticipate that you've already found his blog. If you haven't, uh, it's theheadcheese.com. Dave is terrific on the Packers. He's, he's based in Minneapolis. He's been on the radio on the Vikings flagship for... God, a long time, 24, 25 years he's been doing Packer Preview uh, on Sunday morning of game day. He also does a Saturday show, and he does a whole bunch of fill-ins uh, on the radio as well, whether it be for PA or dot, dot, dot. Uh, Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com will come up. The Packers don't draft until late uh, in the first round. They will be, what are they, pick 30. Um, so many, well, do they go, we'll find out from Dave what he thinks that they're going to do. So many receivers, mm-hmm. whether they go late in the draft and pick one of those, whether they go offensive linemen. Let's get Dave Sinekin in here. His mock draft is up at theheadcheese.com, and he joins the program. Uh, Dave, I'm uh, guessing the anticipation needle is in the red zone for you as it is for Trent and I. I uh, can't wait for tonight, Dave Sinekin. This is going to be fun. Yeah, obviously, with the way things are going in the world of sports, to have some real news-breaking stuff happening, we're all just dying for it to happen. So I booked my first tee time. I'm getting on the golf course to make the day go faster. Nice. And, uh, get done and get ready for some draft. Well, we will keep you three or four minutes. We'll let you go. We certainly appreciate you coming on. So uh, in your in your mock draft, um, you've got wide receiver, and I like the way you went. Jalen Rhaegar, we watched him a lot in the Big 12 at TCU. This is a really good player, and I think if, if he is there uh, when, the, when the Packers come up, do you think uh, that the Brain Trust is thinking wide receiver first at this point? Well, I think the Packers uh, fans are. I'm not sure the, the Packers' brain trust is. Uh, you know, to me, in a perfect scenario, guys, one of the two projected first round inside linebackers would be my preference: either Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma or Patrick Queen from LSU. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if one of them is dropping, and they get to pick 27. The Packers and Seahawks have danced together a couple of times the last few years on draft day in the first round. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if Green Bay jumped ahead of Baltimore to take whoever's left between mm. Queen and Murray, give up a mid-round pick, and get their speed inside linebacker, something the Packers have been lacking for so long. That would be my number one preference is to, to get one of those two guys. But barring that, yes, I'd like to see the, the top playmaker left. I think that'll be Rager. If, uh, if Brandon Ayuk is still there, he'd be my preference mm-hmm. just because I, I just think he does so many things and he's got the size of Green Bay. He's only 5'11", but he's got long arms, plays taller. Either of those guys, to me, would, would give Matt LaFleur the kind of piece that Green Bay's offense is sorely lacking. And if they don't uh, address wide receiver with their first pick, uh, I certainly hope that they make a move to get earlier into the second round to get a guy they like. You know, I've seen uh, plenty of mock drafts with A.J. Epinesa falling to the Packers, the former Iowa defensive end. Incredible talent. Didn't run well. Packers like in Indianapolis. Love guys. Yeah, that, that's another good connection there. We've seen plenty of that with Ferentz's, uh boys making their way up to Green Bay. You like the fit at all? And I'm sure you saw plenty of Epinesa in his college days at Iowa. Yeah, I did. I love his game. I don't know if he is a great fit. Uh, Green Bay certainly is set that outside linebacker in the 3-4 with the two Smiths yeah. picking uh, Gary early last year. I don't know that he projects as a guy they could put next to Kenny Clark on a D-line. That is certainly a spot that Green Bay needs to upgrade is find a, a run stuffer, actually, more than a pass rusher to put next to Kenny Clark. So I don't know if it's a great fit. Uh, I don't know that Epinesa gets out of the first round, but 
He just feels like the kind of guy that might slip to the top of day two, but I think he's going to be a terrific player in the NFL and obviously got a chance to watch a lot of his game and love his motor, love everything he does. I just don't think he's a great fit for what Green Bay needs. You know, Dave, uh, Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com is our, is our guest. Uh, when I was reading your mock, I was, uh, I was pleased to see Logan Wilson, uh, third round. I think he's one of the sleepers of this draft, Dave. Um, you know, I, I've, I, I love mock drafts. I, I try to stay, you know, as, as up to speed as, as I possibly can. And this is a guy that the more people that I trust when it comes to the draft or, or scouting more so than the draft, always bring up Logan Wilson as a guy who's probably a, a late second day pick somewhere. Uh, late in, in the third round, Logan Wilson, linebacker from Wyoming. I've seen him called the best tackler fundamentally in the draft, uh, one of the best leaders in this draft, and you have him on your board to the Packers uh, in round three. Logan Wilson is a name that I think people are going to, they don't know him now, I think once they see him play for a couple of years, they're going to be uh, they're going to be very familiar with him. Yeah, I mean, he's precisely the kind of guy Green Bay needs to replace Blake Martinez with, and if, if they don't go in the first round and get one of those two guys, you know, that feels like a position they have to address before Saturday. And, and he's a guy that has been kind of rising up since some boards as scouts talk to people. And we don't know what that means, up, down, what kind of disinformation we're getting. But but he's, uh, I think, one of the top five or six inside linebackers. Green Bay's looking for a guy that can stay on the field for three downs and, and, and move sideline to sideline. And he, he checks those boxes. So if if Green Bay goes D-line and receiver in any order, or an offensive tackle and a receiver, I can see them addressing inside linebacker with their third pick, and I think if Wilson's there, he's the perfect guy for them. Dave, we'll run you down next week, but when you look late in the draft, uh, it's certainly a lot of picks there. Three in the sixth round, two in the seventh. They're crapshoots. I mean, you're, you're throwing out there and you're playing the roulette wheel and hoping that it comes up green double zeros a lot of times with these picks. But are there any guys that you've targeted, anybody that you look at and say, this guy's going to stick, this guy's going to, at the very least, become an NFL starter? Yeah, yeah it so depends on what they do early to know what they have to fill late. But I think there's a, a guy named Brock Morton, an inside uh, mm. offensive lineman. He's played center. He's played guard. I think Green Bay looks at what's under contract after this season. And there's really nothing there after Jenkins and Billy Turner. And so, yes, they'll resign Bakhtiari and, and, and they'll make some guys uh, some deals. But they need to add depth on the offensive line. And, and that's a guy that I feel like is going to be there late. You know, Green Bay may end up trading all three of those six to move into the fourth. But we don't know what they're going to do. But right. I think finding a guy like that. And a local guy up here, Carter Coffin from Minnesota, who's, you know, I don't think Green Bay is going to attack that spot early, but I think they'll take a flyer late because they lost Kyler Fackrell to the Giants in free agency. They could use a fourth edge rusher. Uh, I don't think they'll spend a lot of draft capital, but I think if, if Coughlin's there in the sixth, seventh round, I can see he being a guy that they take. He instantly adds to special teams, and I think he projects to be a, a really nice player that might get past a lot of teams on Saturday. And, I think whoever gets him late in the day on Saturday is going to be really happy about it. Yeah, he's a true leader. He was a terrific gopher, a, a really good football player. Uh, I, I'm with you on Coughlin. I uh, enjoyed watching him uh, uh, in the Big Ten. We'll see. Dave, uh, keep it in the fairway. We will talk to you next week. We'll recap it. Thank you, Dave Sinekin. Yeah, thanks, guys. Enjoy the draft. Yeah, you do the same. Dave Sinek and com. All right, so, Trent, uh, we're going to uh, restaurant radio. We're going to start here in a couple of minutes. We're going to head to Ankeny, first of all, to the Wigan Pen. We're going to give you a chance for that keyword. Uh, that's coming up here in just a moment. But 
want to do the Broncos. We've had a lot of oh. requests. For- no, we haven't had any. Um, there's Bronco fans. No, around I know here, there are Bronco fans out there. There's a lot of Bronco fans after out the there. Big Four. The receivers, you mean? No, 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 no. The Big Four in terms of the local teams here: Chiefs, right. Bears, Packers, Vikings. Oh, then you throw the really? Cowboys, for Steelers, sure. Cow- Steelers, Cowboys. Yep. Then they're in the top twelve for sure. Top ten. Yeah, I would absolutely. Say. Totally agree with you. We're missing some teams. Um, Giants, no. Yeah, I was going. I was going to the big markets: Jets, Giants, Washington, Buffalo, Washington, no. no. Uh, the South, New Orleans. Dolphins a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Probably, certainly top half for the Dolphins, I would say. Not Atlanta, for not sh- Tampa. Nope. Though my boy B.J. Bengard, I know he's a big one. Yep. Uh, Carolina, no. Jacksonville, no. No. Ravens? No. The Browns? Browns? Yeah, no. There's some long-suffering ones. Here's one. Colts. Yes, that's a good one. I think you yep. put the Colts in the into the equation. Yeah, the Peyton Manning. A lot of people jumped mm-hmm. on then. You got How the about Iowa the connection. Niners, Montana, Young, they're, they're, Rice? That's a good one. Those people had dried up for yep. a while, and now they're back. Yep. Good to see them watching football again. Yeah, but uh, I think I agree Saints, with you. not really. No, I don't think so. No. I don't think the Saints. Not as far Rams, as... Rams, mm, not top 10. When they were in St. Louis, no, not top 10. Probably not even top 10. But yeah, the Broncos are certainly top 10. In the top 10, 10 for sure. There's a That's a full segment right there. Let me write that down for the summer. Yeah, save that one. Right. <laughs> File that away for later. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think... I hope Elway doesn't move up. I don't. You don't want I, that. No, if he needs a receiver, I think Jefferson's going to be there at 15. I'll tell you the kid that I love. Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina. Yeah, we... <laughs> And we did our mock draft for MediaCom. We did, yep. Embarrassingly, we either forgot about him or whatever. Nobody took him in the first round, which I think um, all credibility was shot at that point. Ah, oh, we'll be all right. Yeah, but uh, so, but well, I look I at think, some of the mock drafts out there, though. They're all yeah, over the place. No, I'm with, you, but I think Kinlaw is a, is a hell of a player, and I think he would fit on Denver. Uh, I think both of the top, well, obviously, uh, Akuda's going to be gone. I think Henderson's going to be gone at cornerback. So I think if, if, if Elway can, he will take, cause I think, I think Lamb is gone. I think Judy is gone. I think Ruggs is gone. I think Javon Kinlaw is going to be a Bronco with the 15th pick. You can mark it down in pencil. Pencil? Yeah. Not, yeah. not as confident as you were before this no, show. No, no. I think, but I, Kinlaw's my guy or Jefferson from LSU if they need a receiver. All right, let's do this. Restaurant Radio coming up next. KXNO and iHeartRadio want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword AID to 200. 200 right now. It's your chance to win $1,000. That's AID to 200. 200. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. NCMIC presents Restaurant Radio. It's next with Miller and Condon. We take you until noon. Des Moines Sports Station 1460. KXNO 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Governor Kim Reynolds at the top of the hour. We will carry her press conference, and then we'll get back into the NFL draft. We've got still two of the local teams that have a pick today. We'll save the Bears for tomorrow because they don't pick until tomorrow, but we will do the Vikings and the Chiefs before we get out of here. NCMIC presents Restaurant Radio. We bring a bunch of restaurants on the radio program to share what they're doing with our audience. If 
you own a restaurant, work at a restaurant, manage a restaurant, and would like to be a part of it, go to KenMillerShow at gmail.com. Reach out to me that way, or you can find Trent Condon on Facebook. We do it Tuesdays and Thursdays, and we are underway, and off we go to Ankeny, one of my favorites in Ankeny. He's the wig and pen. Trent, I'm guessing you've been to a time or two in Iowa City. That I have. A favorite stop every time I make my way east, and I want to head up north here a little more local to Ankeny. That's always a good dinner. You know when you got Wig and Pen, that's something you're just thinking about throughout the week. We're having Wig and Pen Friday night. Okay. It is incredibly good. <laughs> Indeed it is. Here's Brooke from Wig and Pen. Brooke, my name's Ken Miller. Good to talk with you, Brooke. Trent Condon, you just heard his voice. How are you? Good morning. Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having us. No, appreciate you coming on. So, um, Wig and Pen, tell us the story about Wig and Pen. You know, obviously in Iowa City, and then you came to Ankeny. Uh, what was behind that move? Obviously, that you wanted to get into Central Iowa, but how's it gone? Has it gone? Has it lived up to expectations when you opened up in Ankeny? You know, I went to school at Iowa, and um, I started working there when it first opened in '93, and I just smelled the greatness, knew I just had to bring it back to my hometown of Ankeny and make it mine. And 12 years later, here we are live, bringing it to friends, family, and um, the community, then the metro area. Now you're doing a great job, and the uh, the food speaks for itself. The pizza is unbelievable. Well, like everybody else, you've had to uh, go to carry out, uh, take, uh, take out only. How's uh, how's that gone for you, Brooke, before we get into the menu a little bit? Has it exceeded? I mean, you had to be nervous. You had to, I guess you didn't know what to expect, uh, but how's it gone? Um, I, with nothing to back it up with, it's been amazing. People have been so supportive. And um, now they don't want to be in their houses, so they're trying to travel around. So it's got a lot of new customers in the process, too. You know, Brooke... So it's uh, kind of a bit of benefit. Good. One of my favorite things is, of course, the deep dish and, and what you guys do with that. It is incredibly good. Deep dish pizza takes a little bit longer. And because of that, you know, on, on a busy night, have you guys been, because it's all carry out at this point, do you get a little bit backed up? What we tell people... We're thinking about getting some deep dish pizza. How long of a wait is it now with the carry out or in delivery only? With the like the Chicago stuff itself, just to, to make it the crust how it's supposed to be, the pizza I should say. Um, you know that is already typically a forty. So the mm. call ahead. Some people do it the day before, and then we have them ready for them, and they can pick them up um, to kind of in that rush hour of eating on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, that's always a possibility to do. And then we obviously do the curbside if needed, too, for people. Um, I, Trent's a deep dish guy. I, I love the thin crust, and you guys do that so well, as I told you. I think you're a sausage. I think you're a sausage with pepper. That girl, yes, I am. Absolutely. My wife puts vegetables on it to each their own. I guess I'm kind of putting vegetables on it, red pepper, but that's my go-to, sausage and red pepper. Uh, you guys uh, make such a good one there. Um Give us the website um, and the menu. What's your most popular thing on the menu, Brooke? Um, with the pizzas, I mean, I would say it would be the Union Jack. We also have the flying tomato crust. But we also have um, salads and sandwiches and our pasta dishes, which, you know, if you're not craving pizza that night, that's something else that can be a shorter time if people are in a hurry. And um, the website is wigandpen.com. And then our hours, uh, Mondays we open at 4, and then Tuesday through Sunday we open at 11 a.m. Gotcha. Uh, you're doing the entire menu, salads and apps and everything available like that? Absolutely. And you would love our cheese balls. I hear you like cheese. Yes, I do. So tell, me, tell us about the uh, the Union Jack. What's I know that the uh, the Union Jack is part of the logo. What's behind that, Brooke? 
Um, the people that own the original building yep. in Iowa City, they used to store all their stuff. Uh, the wife liked to travel a lot, so she would store everything she brought over. So that was just kind of where it kind of fell into. I, I like it. It certainly stands out. Uh, the Union Jack, that's the most popular pizza, sausage, pepperoni, mushrooms, yep. onions, and red bell peppers. That correct. Good stuff. Uh, Brooke, thank you for coming on. Best of luck at Wig and Pen, wigandpenpizza.com, wigandpenpizza.com. The address, Brooke? 2005 South Inkney Boulevard, Suite 300, and we can't wait to get this over with and open the patio also. I bet you can't. I bet you can't wait to get rid of that construction that's just to the northy as well, right? Man, it's been going on. She's done. Is it? Oh, good. Yes. Good stuff. Yeah, you are just just east of DMACC. Correct. Gotcha. I know where you are. I'm just making our. I'm just making our audience more aware. Brooke, we'll see you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. You bet. Go Browns. Go Browns. Hey, look at that. We uh, found a Clayton Browns fan. fan. I had no idea, Brooke. Good I'll to talk. To, I'll tell you that story later. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> That's Take care. awesome. All right. See, there's Brooke. A Browns fan. Yeah, so it's awesome. She I also meant- told me a story about something she absconded with when she was in college and felt so bad she took it back. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Oh, that's awesome. The college days, oh, right? Oh, boy. They were fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I spent probably 15 minutes on the phone with Brooke. Oh, really? Yeah, I had a ball talking to her. I'm a Browns fan. I love, I, I mentioned Browns. I love Browns fans because that was my grandpa's team. Was it? That's why I hate your Broncos so much. I've oh, told you this. I know. Yeah, you have. 86, yeah. 87. Yeah, he know. passed away in 86. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that buck tooth John Elway, oh, hated that horse He face. broke a lot of hearts, Trent yes. Condon. I'm not even a Browns fan, and I still don't like him. Uh, let's go to the library, shall we? Library's been there. God, I don't know how long they've been there, but they've been in business for a long time. Let's find out as we uh, head to the library. Uh, and we've got uh, Charles joining us. Hello, Charles. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. No, appreciate you coming on. I was looking at your beer menu. I know you've got uh, growlers and the uh, once you click on the website, the librarydm.com, the librarydm.com, right on the website is the um, whatever page you go to. You've got the COVID-19 update with the hours, the brunch, et cetera, et cetera. But how long has the library been in business? Well, the library has been in business for, I don't know, close to, close to 30 years. It was it was ran for 20 years by a guy named Chip, and he was a Drake guy. Yeah. And uh, then Full Court Press bought it, I believe, opened in under Full Court Press in 2012. Um, but, yeah, so we've been uh, running it for about eight years, roughly. Um, but, yeah, so it's been there for a long time. It's A lot of generations have uh, hung out there. Yeah, so. come, come through those doors. Well, this, I'm guessing, would have been a pretty busy weekend for you guys, right, Drake Relays? Yeah, I mean, it. a lot of the uh, relay traffic has been kind of corralled over by the by the stadium Okay. in recent years. But, yes, we, we do do a lot of business during Drake Relays. It's a super, super cool thing that they do over there. And, uh, yeah, everybody has a good time. Um, we were doing parking lot parties that kind of thing but then uh it was it really didn't pan out the way that we wanted it to so now we're just kind of business as usual and just take the spike and enjoy the weekend it's, it's a great uh usually rains but you know. <laughs> or snows right <laughs> and of course we get beautiful weather that. going on right now yeah, that's a great point when uh when the drake oh. relays are off we're talking right now to charles from the library cafe so tell us about your menu what you have on there specialty looking for something maybe having 
been to the library before, what would you tell people? Where would you direct them on the menu? Well, the first thing I say about the library menu is the the burgers just simply outstanding. I I've had a lot of different burgers at a lot of different places, as I'm sure most people have, and um, I really have yet to find one that's as satisfying and just mm. juicy and delicious as a library burger. So I'd start with the burgers for sure. Um, we have really great wings too. Um, that's not something that you know some people don't really know about the wings, but there's there's a version of the wings that we do where we uh, toss them in butter and then put um, bow rub, like mow dry rub on them. And the combination of the butter and the and the barbecue dry rub is just it's one of the greatest things I've ever had. I'm looking. <laughs> I, mean, I worked there. I worked. I worked there, and this is something that I think about when I'm hungry. That's uh, high praise. Mo rub barbecue dry rub. All right, so I got to run this by you. I'm I'm a Canadian, and I believe I'm the only Canadian that has never had poutine. And I see that you've got it on your menu uh, at the library. French fries and cheese curd. Now I used to grow up. French fries and gravy was a thing up there. But the poutine, I just, I don't know, maybe I, I, but I've been gone 30 years, so maybe it came after me. But uh, I know poutine is a Canadian thing. I've never tried it. Is it popular here? Yeah, it's absolutely, uh, it sells pretty well over there. Um, it's, I would say this, uh, I made this mistake once. It's, it's, it's for at least two people, okay. I would say. Um, it's just, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of food, really rich, but man, is it good. The uh, the cheese curds mixed with the with the gravy, and then the the crunchy fries underneath the te- the just the textures that that brings together and the you know the flavors that you get out of that it's it's like perpetual motion you just can't stop eating it so that's what I'm saying <laughs> you should probably bring backup if you're going to order one but man it's it's worth trying it's amazing I like that what about breakfast you guys doing breakfast on the weekend still to go yes yes the the brunch is still going uh, we. We're offering brunch right now on Saturday and Sunday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, curbside service only, um, but it's been pretty good. Uh, we're uh, because of recent um, um, loosening of restrictions for the time being during this time. Yep, we've been able to do some like to-go cocktails. We're able to offer our Bloody Marys, which a lot of people have an appreciation for. Um, that's exciting that we can do that. We also have a drink called the Library Latte. That's like a mix of uh, Vanilla vodka, rum chata, Bailey's, and then Friedrich's nitro cold press coffee, which is made right here in Des Moines, um, or Urbandale, I should say. Um, that's it's. Uh, if you haven't tried one, Library Latte definitely worth checking out, especially if you're uh, you know just getting going for the day. The the uh, Friedrich's nitro coffee's got quite the kick, and that mixed with the creaminess of the uh, ingredients, it's uh It'll get you going in the morning. It'll set you on the right path, that's for sure. 32-ounce growlers. Yeah, we offer uh, really nice breakfast items, biscuits and gravy, you know, your traditional breakfast, bacon, eggs, Can't toast, beat it. all that. Can't beat it. And growlers to go as well. You guys got a pretty I, – I looked at the beer menu. I was impressed. Yeah, the beer menu there for, you know, being a small place. Yeah, um, we some for everybody. a lot of drafts. We have actually more drafts at the library than we do seats. <laughs> so we have we have like thirty seven seats and forty one drafts. Nice. So it's and it's a pretty nice little balance. I mean, if you're an IPA appreciator, we have some uh, nice New Englands, um, some traditional, more, not more traditional American IPAs. Um, we have a couple of really good wheat beers like Exile, Hannah, um, Avery White Rascal. It's a pretty diverse selection. Um, we have we have a good sour from Odell, the Sip and Pretty. Um, 
yeah, there's a little something for everybody in there. And then, of course, we got the PBRs. We sell tons of PBRs. I bet there. you do. Yeah. It's a, that's, a, that's a standby. Uh, we, uh, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, give us the website uh, one more time, and we'll let you go. Uh, University Library Cafe. Okay. Um, at uh, gmail.com uh, is our email address, but the actual... Uh, the actual website, librarydemoines.com. Library. Go to that. Yep. Um, we'll have a link on there, too, right now for uh, online ordering. And uh, if you go to that, you can put in your order, and then uh, it'll give you a time, um, how long it'll take to pick it up curbside. And then uh, it's really neat how they do it. It's just the credit card receipt pops out, and then we take it out to you with your order, and it's like one-trip deal. Perfect. That's the That's way to do it. pretty well. But, yeah, librarydemoines.com um, checks it out. Um, yeah, our customers have been great, and just want to say thanks to everybody that's been coming in and uh, supporting us. Charles, thanks for coming on. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, good to talk to you. Let's go to Dinner Dispatch. Here's Jennifer. Jennifer, welcome to Restaurant Radio. How are you? Fantastic. How are you doing? Doing well. Anxious to find out about Dinner Dispatch. Uh, so what do you guys do? I know you're on Pleasant Street in Des Moines. You're a prepared meal service. Uh, tell us about your business. We are a um, meal prep delivery service, so we put together um, multi-serving meals. So um, like a full size would be a family style, four to six servings, and then we have a half size for two to three um, adult servings. And we have a rotating menu of nine meals at any given time, and we deliver them weekly to any address in the greater Des Moines metro. So it's kind of a... Um, union, I suppose you could say, of getting to do a home-cooked meal um, and still the convenience of delivered takeout. Um, but everything is done for you, all the shopping, shopping, measuring, and everything. Um, we do that for you, so everyone just needs to open up the bag and you know dump it into a skillet, dump it onto the grill, dump it into a crock pot, whatever it might be, and, um, and heat it up and then they're good to serve it a few minutes later. So is this set up in a way where you have dinner for a full week? Is it other options where you can get you know, lunches and breakfasts in there? Or is this strictly you're looking at dinners and you're ordering for a week at a time? Is that right? We are focused on dinner. Um, of course, people would use the leftovers, I suppose, mm-hmm. for lunch. Or now that we're home all the time, maybe you're making a full-on you know, lunch versus feeding up leftovers. But um, the only kind of non-dinnery thing we have is we offer energy bites on our website, but otherwise it is kind of dinner style. And um, yes, you're right. People do tend to stock up for the week. So the minimum order to get delivery would be three dinners. So you might get just those three dinners for the week and then order for the next week if you want um, to have them fresh every week. But all of our meals, um, this is something interesting about us, our freezer or most of our meals are freezer ready. So if you wanted to stock up and just get a delivery of like nine or 10 meals one week and know that you're um, set for the next three weeks, maybe um, you can pop them in the freezer and then just be good to go. Uh, fascinating. I'm looking at the menu right now, what you've guys got available. So, um, I mean, right to the bottom, the Italian sausage and pepper grill packet certainly moves my needle. So wh- how far in advance <laughs> do you have to order this? So if I wa- I'm looking at the one for May 4th delivery, when do I have to order for May 4th delivery? 
We're always due the Thursday before whatever Monday we're talking about. So we deliver every Monday. Okay. So we do, we're, we're talking today on a Thursday. So actually that April 27th, um, we are sold out of maybe six out of nine of those. But if, if someone wanted to try this right away, they could get the order in before midnight tonight yep. and um, still get the delivery from Monday the 27th. But then if they want the full, because everything is, you know, nothing sold out yet for May 4th. So if they wanted everything, um, then Thursday the gotcha. 30th, it would, those would be due. And then a new menu will So we do offer the same menu um, for two weeks in a row, and then a whole new set of nine will show up um, the next week. So you can expect the May 11th and May 18th menus to be completely different. Dinner-dispatch.com. Dinner-dispatch.com. Uh, best of luck to you, Jennifer. Fascinating what you're doing over there. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, good to talk to you. Let's go to Kevin. Kevin's in Roca. Court Avenue? Yes. Uh, hello, Kevin. Tell us about Roca. Sure. We're Roca, downtown Des Moines, uh, doing craft cocktails and share plates. Um, we miss having everybody here, so we're trying to offer our menu to uh, get that experience out to them. You know, Roca is such an interesting place. What when, a beautiful when have, bar, by the way. Oh, have you seen it, this it picture? Is, yes. Wow. I, I've been in there plenty of different times. One of uh, my, my family members, when they come to town, they love to go there because they love the smoked cocktails. I've tried one before. Smoked cocktails. When we get back to normal, Kevin, explain this to uh, people that have never been in there and, and had one of these. Sure. The Smoking Gun. It's one of our most popular signature cocktails. We're taking bullet bourbon. A uh, little maple syrup, bitters, and then we're infusing it with applewood smoke. And so we kind of give it to the customer and let them create how smoky they want that drink to be. Uh, so unfortunately, we can't provide the show right. like we normally would, but we'll still put it in a mason jar so that you can have that drink at home. Interesting. Um, I've I've seen them. I've mm-hmm. never tried one. But you are you in Trent? It, it is. It, it's something I've never had before. It's a taste that certainly is different, and it's fun. Yeah, I mean, have a cocktail smoking in front of you. How cool is that? Indeed, flatbreads, uh, shared plates. Uh, what's your most popular shared plate? Um, it kind of varies depending on what people are looking for. The things we tell people are the Iowa pork medallion over a bed of buffalo cream corn. Um, our walleye fish tacos with pineapple salsa. You can't beat walleye. Uh, we have a new, yeah, new addition, which is the crispy Thai shrimp with a garlic uh, spicy sauce. Um, and that's, you know, people have been loving that new dish. Um, and then, you know, mac and cheese, spicy green beans, and the charred Brussels sprout. Got a lot going on over there. I'm anxious to see that smoke cocktail once you're able to do it and actually present the show, The Smoking Gun. RocaDSM.com. RocaDSM.com. Uh, Kevin, anything else you'd like to share? Um, we are offering online ordering currently through Square, and that's RocaDSM.Square.Site. Roca, one more time. Roca DSM yep. dot square dot site. Gotcha. Uh, RocaDSM.com is the website. Uh, Kevin, uh, thank you for coming on. Appreciate you sharing your story. You bet. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Let's go to Catch Des Moines, catch up with Brock Conrad. Brock, it's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken. What's going on at Catch Des Moines? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. 
uh, you know, right now we're just, it's really important for us to kind of keep coming together as a community and work to amplify each other's messages and initiatives. And, you know, that's exactly kind of what we're doing, um, you know, supporting each other, supporting our region. It's going to take all of us, you know, to kind of collaborate and, uh, and, and, and do a lot of things together to make this kind of happen in the meantime until things hopefully get back to normal sometime soon. But, you know, one of those things is, uh, you know, we're a, we're a proud promoting partner with uh, the Greater Des Moines Partnership for their downtown DSM USA uh, In for Lunch series. Uh, that's launching today, actually, at noon. And uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but last year they launched that. Um, and last year, obviously, it was called Out to Lunch series. Hmm. And that was right. where they kind of uh, brought in food trucks and vendors and had live yep. music at various locations around Des Moines. A uh, really fun thing. Um, and so for this year, at least to start out, that's going to be called In for Lunch. And so we're encouraging people to go out, uh, their favorite restaurant, get pickup, curbside pickup, and um, then bring it back to their house, to their office, and enjoy some virtual music. Um, and, and so it's a really fun thing that's going on right now. And that uh, starts today, and then that goes through May 14th. Brock, have you, uh, I'm sure you've been in contact with the farmers markets around here. We've done a lot about them. As, as we look forward, I know there are some states that it still has continued on and the farmers markets have continued across them. What's the latest that you can tell us of what the possibility maybe of getting those opened up? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of just tracking just like everything else that we mm-hmm. track with all the different events. You know, it's just kind of week by week basis and seeing how things come, come down. I know, you know, here pretty soon the governor will be on, but. Uh, just kind of seeing the information that we're getting from our leaders throughout the state and uh, kind of just making plans uh, week to week, uh, you know, so that it varies. Um, but we're hoping that everything, you know, the farmer's market and then other events, too, that everything is going to open up as soon as we possibly can safely. But, um, yeah, we're really hoping that that farmer's market opens up soon because that is definitely a favorite for a lot of people. Well, it's a favorite for Trent and myself, too. As you know, we uh, devote a lot of our commercials that we uh, get uh, to those farmer's markets around some of the ones that don't have the budget, uh, like the downtown one or the Valley Junction one. Those are terrific, right. don't get me wrong. Uh, but there's uh, there's a whole bunch of them out there that I'm not sure that the community is aware of. So, Brock, maybe in the meantime, you can have those commercials ready or the, for Trent and I when we do get that green light so we can record them and get them into the system just as soon as we possibly can catch des moines what's the website brock yep so you can go to catch for everything um but specifically to help kind of support our local businesses go to catch slash support local uh dash or uh, slash support local catch slash support local brock we'll do it again thanks for coming on yep Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Well, here's Jessica from the Iowa Restaurant Association, Trent. I want to save a few minutes here for uh, Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, she joins the program. She said the, uh, the Restaurant Association sent out a press release. Um, not the cheeriest press release, and we shouldn't be surprised by this, but every one of them are closed down. And as we've been doing here on Restaurant Radio, one of the big drivers behind this is to make sure that once we get the green light, that those restaurants that employ so many people are going to be there and going to be welcoming those employees back. And Jessica joins us. And sadly, Jessica, that won't always be the case, will it? No, it certainly will not. And we so appreciate your efforts to um have people go out and support their local restaurants because as our latest economic numbers uh, show we are on the precipice of collapse it's just devastating what's happening in our industry 
It's uh, just some some absolutely jaw dropping numbers that that are out right now. Uh, fill us in, the listeners, in a little bit more about those numbers and just the dire situation that is happening for the restaurant industry. So statewide, we have 6,300 restaurants and bars, eating and drinking establishments. We had previously employed 155,000 people in our industry. Hmm. Today, a month into these mandated closures, 95% of operators wow. have reported a total dollar sales loss. Um, the average is 75% dollars decline. Um, 87% have furloughed, terminated, or just laid employees off in the last 30 days. Only 45 uh, percent of those believe that they will be able to rehire all of those wow. employees. Um, if we don't get open by May 1st, we're likely going to lose 10 percent of the operations across the state. If that bumps to June 1st, it will be 18 percent. And if we're not open by until July 1st, we'll lose fully a quarter of the restaurants and bars permanently in the state of Iowa. Jeez. So the numbers are absolutely devastating. No, they really are. Uh, so, so how uh, how can we help? Obviously, we you know we want to get as many uh, restaurants on as we possibly can. I, and and for the community out there, it's just if you can, if you're in the spot, just continue to you know to stop by to carry out uh, from your favorite restaurant um, in the community. That's the best message to send. I would anticipate, Jessica. Yep, there's a couple of things that you can do. First of all, continue to do those carry out and delivery options. Uh, from your favorite restaurants, it might be the one lifeline that at least allows them to pay their rent. Um, no one is making much profit, if any, on those carryout and delivery options when they're based on an in-restaurant in model. Second is to buy gift cards and return once we open up. We're very worried that people will um, hesitate to, concern, uh, to return, mm -hmm. and we realize that we're going to have to open in limited doses that we'll be having to... Um, have capacity limits and social distancing sure. measures. So, you know, buy those, do that infusion of cash and then use them. Come out and see us. And then the third thing is, is please be patient. There are so many operators out there that in two hours, we're expected to change their entire business Yeah, model. that's not fair. Remember Jessica, us. listen, we are out of time, right. and I promise I'm going to give you airtime next week and going forward, okay? We're going to stay on this. I'll be in awesome. your email.